Kind of hard to believe that 45 years ago, I actually pinned a badge on my chest for the first time. I still can't believe how quickly that time went by. It's absolutely amazing to me. But some things in life simply don't change. So in my office today, we had a great conversation. I heard an amazing story that I want to share with you, and it has to do with June, J-U-N-E, pizza. So I was telling a story about a person that I was dealing with online and how they literally could not follow what I was saying. It was a very simple description for an order, and it had to do with a domain name and a subdirectory, and the person is in the publishing business. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. When I say publishing, it's not really a correct term. It's really in the printing business. So I don't want to mislead you on that. It's the person's in the printing business. So I have some printing I need to get done. And I have a very specific request on what it is that I want. And the person could not follow the order. I mean, they just could not follow what I wanted done. Now, the two people that I was speaking with in my office do not have a background in printing. And they are not all that sharp when it comes to technology and websites and domains and directories and all that, but they knew exactly what I was saying. Anyways, I finally just simply said, well, thank you much for your time and consideration, and I hung up. But more importantly, here's the thing. I made my request by way of a response to an email that I received from the company, and I specifically stated, please email me the answer to these questions and what it would cost. That's not what they did. The person called me on the phone, and that really perturbed me. Here's the best part about it. When I got the call, I said, listen, just give me a second. I want to plug my headsets in. And what I normally do when I'm on the phone in my office, I'll put on my headsets or my uh, AirPods or something like that. And I'll just walk around the office. And it's just something I do. I pace. That's how I think. And uh, that's, you know, some people like to just sit back. Some people are couch potatoes. I walk all the time. And it's just an extra way of getting an extra 500 or a thousand steps in. I'll do some squats. I'll, I'll do a little bit of exercise. I'm just talking. You might as well get a little bit of extra cardio in. It's just part of the way I do things. So when I did that, I accidentally bumped the button to disconnect. And I went, ah, fiddlesticks. So I called the main line for the company back because I wasn't quite sure which number was which. And when they answered, they, I said, listen, I'm calling this person back. This is their name. They could not connect me. Couldn't find the person on which, may, well, that's not so good. Does this person actually work for the company? What happened eventually is the phone rang and I just disconnected and picked up the phone. And I said, look, before we go any further, your company doesn't even know who you are. I called, we disconnected, yada, yada, yada. Are you working remotely or whatever? And the person said, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm with that company, blah, blah, blah. And um, here's the thing. I, I said, okay, fine. You know, it's a close enough number. We'll talk. I'm not giving you a credit card, nothing, number like that or anything else. We had a conversation, but it just didn't go anywhere. The guy was so incredibly stupid, ignorant, dumbass. I don't know what you want to call it. But when you ask somebody a question in their industry and they're completely clueless, you don't want to deal with them. Well, that was how this started off. So I went down the hall and I said, you guys are not going to believe this. You know, you, and, the, and one of our people in the office is the receptionist. And I said, you know, you complain all the time about how people just don't listen from bank to, uh, the banking and the insurance industry and the investment industry and the settlement of the states. It just, you got to listen. And it's just, it's just, people can't. So we are constantly trying to dumb things down. Bob, go to the door, put your hand on the knob, squeeze the knob, turn 
turn it to the right. No, Bob, that's your left. Turn it to the right, pull the door towards you, but step back so it doesn't hit you in the head. And so when it goes by you, then you can go through the door and you can enter into the building. I swear to God, it's getting just about that bad. Now, I know that sounds like sour grapes. I, I totally agree. Sounds like sour grapes. But... Um yeah, that's pretty much what we got going on on a perpetual basis is we've got uh, a thunderstorm going on in people's heads. They can't follow basic directions. So I said, you know, here's how this happened. But then I was told a story. And then I was told a story. Every once in a while, we'll say hey to uh, one of our staff, just, you know, go get some pizzas. And it's Friday is pizza day. We didn't do that today, but a few weeks ago, we did pizza day. And so we just go get pizza and, you know, early in the afternoon, kind of slack up a little bit. Everybody's been working and soft drinks, beer, whiskey, wine, whatever you want. Uh, grab a, make a salad. We usually make our own salads here because you buy them at the store. And it's just overpriced and crap. But uh, yeah, you, just, you know, we don't have the facilities to make all the pizzas up and, you know, get some calzones. And that's, that's what we do, you know, open the boardroom and everybody can do what they want to do. Get the massive meat pizza, cheese only, you know, Hawaiian, all the different things. I could care less. It all, it's all good to me. Anyway, so we've uh, we had pizza day. Our gal that ran and got pizza last time said that, uh, yeah, you know that that, that pizza I got, the, uh, it, it was a June pizza. Well, what's a June pizza? So she began to tell the story that the woman working, and we oftentimes will get uh, pizzas at uh, Sam's. And I don't know if this was at Sam's or one of the other pizza places in town, I don't know, wherever she went, but she talked about it's a June pizza. Well, what's a June pizza? So apparently when she said she wants a cheese pizza, the woman who is obviously not from the United States, you pick wherever you want to pick. In your own mind, you just go with it. And English is obviously a second, third, or fourth language to this person. And that is what it is. Pick whatever you want as the first, second. I always use Plutotians. Okay? I think the woman is from Pluto and she is a Plutotian, and she speaks Plutoese. That's, that's a, if anybody is offended when I say Pluto, that somebody, you know, aliens are from Pluto, and they're Plutotians, and they speak Plutoese, you really have a problem in life, okay? This is dad talking to you. You gotta, you gotta get at least a little bit of thick skin, enough to know that the Plutotians are ruining the world. So, they're illegal aliens. They've come to our nice blue planet, and it is what it is what it is and they're just they're just crapping the whole place up you know because they're dogs they just are dumping everywhere so let's continue on so the plutotian says june pizza june pizza and my gal is like i don't understand what do you mean june pizza june pizza so after a period of time is just continually going back and forth i don't understand you know i want a cheese pizza ah yeah june pizza now just imagine apparently according to my gal this went on for several minutes now what kind of a frustration level would you be be at okay you know for for me every minute is costing me $25 okay you know you sit there and you're like I, I just want a pizza and if you have to talk with somebody and they don't understand it you know so you're, you're there for five minutes I mean I'm, that's that's 125 bucks of my time sitting there June pizza okay so here we go so what do you think June pizza is go ahead just think what what does what is a June pizza It's probably a pizza that has a special item right a special item them? Yeah. Okay. No. What she was saying, you want a cheese pizza. June. Juwant. Juwant becomes you want. You want a cheese pizza became June. Not Juwant. June. June pizza. Now... <laughs> 
You can't make this stuff up. And it's the same thing that my daughter is going through in college, and she is in the process of completing her history degree. And her teacher that she currently has in a history course, who has taught for 30 years at an Ivy League school, now teaching here in Florida, literally asked her for permission to use one of her recent papers as an example for all of his or her future classes because my daughter wrote such an amazing paper, better than all of the students this person has taught in 30 years, 30 years, teaching at an Ivy League school. So I looked at my daughter and I said, can I see the paper? She said, yeah. And she sent it to me, gave me the link. She's got it stored in her files online. It's very nice, well-written, very logical. But I got to tell you, sometimes it, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm literally scared, but I shouldn't be because it is what it is, what it is. The Paul Truesdell podcast is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing and Longview Forecasting, practical forecasting for the busy professional and business owner. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations. Individual wealth. Tips, tricks, tools, or techniques. And things that made Paul raise his eyebrows, shake his head and purse his lips while taking a deep breath. Let's get started. So after my wife was uh, telling everybody about the uh, 30-year teaching history background thing with Bob, and uh, so I said, hey, uh, honey, you remember when we went to uh, Vegas, we brought our nanny, and our first nanny uh, was a lady who was a, a young lady, local, from the, uh, the uh, Levy County area, and that's to the west of uh, Dunellen in Marion County. And she said, oh my God, yeah, you got to tell everybody that story. So we had an opportunity to go to Palm Springs, and we were then going to go to um, Corona Del Mar and then Newport Beach, and then we had some business to take care of in in Los Angeles, just outside the airport, and then we we're going to fly back into uh, Vegas. And we were actually going to go from Tampa International Airport to Los to Dallas, from Dallas to Vegas, and then we were going to spend a couple of days there, run to Death Valley, and then drive in to uh, to California, do our business, drive back to California, d- back to Vegas, and then uh, uh, catch a, a, a same flight back. And um, I go in and out of Dallas a lot, only because I've, I've got ranch out in Dallas and Actually, I would just say in Texas, outside of Dallas. And I'm a native, so I got to go back to the, the home state every once in a while. Well, here's the thing. Our nanny, young lady, graduate of high graduate. She was currently in uh, getting her undergraduate degree. And we had my youngest son, okay, my, my namesake, who is now my business partner. And we were in Dallas for a layover, and she was looking at a map on the wall, big, big map of the United States. And I walked up and I said, uh, well, I'm going to use Mary. Well, just, no, not even Mary. Well, I'll use, I'll give a name. I'm going to name of somebody I've not hired. Who's somebody? Uh, bah, 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 bah. God, let me think of all the people I haven't had. I haven't had a Mildred, so I'll use Mildred. I walked up, I said, Mildred, 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 what you looking at? And she said, I'm trying to see where we're at. And she's looking at the panhandle of the state of Florida. I said, why are you looking in Florida? Well, I'm trying to figure out where we're at because, you know, we have, yeah, you said we have this layover. I said, Mildred, we're over here in Dallas. And I pointed to it and I said, so we're in a layover here and we're going to land in Las 
Vegas. And she literally turned white as a ghost. Now, she knew where we were going. We told her to pack and the whole nine yards. I mean, this wasn't one of these abduction things. And she's holding my son, and I reached over and said, let me, uh, Mildred, let me have uh, let me have Grant. My nick- son's nickname is my middle name. I, he is, goes by Paul, but to me, he's Grant. I said, let me have Grant. Because I thought she was going to drop him and run. I mean, I literally thought she was going to have a uh, an episode there. She said, she started shaking. She said, I, I, I didn't think we were this far from home. I said, well, yeah, we went from Tampa. We, we drove down to Tampa and we have a layover here in Dallas for a few hours. And then we're going to drop in here to Las Vegas. And I thought she was literally about to do her pants. And I'm looking at her and I said, what don't you understand? We've been talking about this. Well, she didn't understand. This is a high school graduate. Somebody is getting a two-year degree. I said, I'll oh, screw, you know, I'm very likely to get a ticket, send her home and, you know, we'll deal with uh, our son. And, just, and I said, no, you know, then we're going to drive to Death Valley. And then we're, I tell you, she damn near passed out. I told her, we're going to go see the Pacific Ocean because the week prior, we took our son to Daytona and put his feet in the Atlantic. And we wanted to, within one week, uh, the, it, just before that, we wanted within seven days, we wanted him to be able to say, hey, he put his feet in the Atlantic Ocean and put him in the, in the, in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Pacific Ocean. Jesus, I can't get that out. So here's the thing. She's just about freaked out. Now, doesn't that tell you something about the education of the country? To me, it does. To me, it does. And then one of our per- people said, yeah, I got a story that I th- might even top that. What do you think the story was about Manican? What's a Manican? Manican. So apparently on one of those websites you buy things online that's used and they're reselling stuff, whatever they all are. I don't go to them. I understand they're out there where the Etsy, Bitsy, Witsy do. Everybody wants something to buy too, too. I don't know, whatever. Somebody has a mannequin for sale, but they spelled it Manican. They have a Manny, M-A-N-N-Y-C-A-N for sale. So the person picked up their phone and said, let me show you this thing. Literally, it's a Manican. Can. Manny can for sale. My God, you want to know why the country is screwed up? Due to Paul's extensive holdings and that of his clients, you should assume that he and his firms have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening to this podcast and using this website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes. Nothing said, written, or otherwise communicated in any form should be construed as an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to buy or sell a security. Now I'm not complaining. I'm telling you this from a uh, from I'm, I'm dad. You know, if dad's talking to you and saying you cannot allow yourself to associate with people like this because it will eventually rub off on you. My mother, uh, your grandmother, used to say to uh, me, you know, Paul, you are who you associate with. And so because I'm your dad and I'm simply giving you some life lessons here by way of the internet, um, the reality is you cannot hang around those people. No matter how much money you will make off of people in whatever your business is, remember that the dumbest among us are not worthy of your of personal time. If you've got to do business with them, that's one thing, then turn around, walk away, and then as soon as you can, run. Run for the hills because these people will eventually just simply, I mean, they'll ruin you. They really will ruin you. It is what it is what it is, and we just can't allow those people to do that. So one of the things then another person in our office said, oh, I got one. I got one. Have you heard of the uh, chicken permission? (laughs) 
<laughs> chicken permission. What's a chicken permission? Well, apparently there was a fellow, let's give him credit, kudos to this guy, for going online and asking how to make not chicken parmesan, but chicken permission. And the next story that we were told was the story of a young lady who graduated high school. Now, her mother, and they live in Marion County, we'll say in the Citrus, uh, Levy County, Western Dunellen, uh, Western Marion County area. So it's a it's a retiree out there. And, and when the girl graduated, the grandmother wrote a check, a fairly sizable check to the young lady. Uh, congratulations on graduating. And got a card and gave it to her. You, you literally can't make this stuff up. The young lady looked at it and didn't know what to do with the check. And she said, what is this? This is a graduate of a high school in 2021, did not know what a check was, doesn't know what it is. And the father said, well, you put it in a bank account and then we'll cash it and you can have the cash. And she said, well, can you read this card for me? And the grandmother said, wait a minute, stop. She can't read. And the girl said, oh, I can read. And I just can't read cursive. So the grandmother looks at her son and said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, 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 they, they don't teach cursive anymore. Mom, that's that's old school. And the mother said, you got to be kidding. This is your daughter. You should have taught her cursive writing, cursive reading. And it, for God's sake, she's now 18 and she doesn't even know what a check is. And again, you know, listen, I'm dead serious about this. For those of you who have children, the school is not going to raise your children. The school is not going to educate your children. You have to take responsibility of your children. You, If, you're, if you say, you know, just because I can make baby batter, batter and, and pop one out, it doesn't make you a parent. Going to some parenting class doesn't mean you're a parent. This is a commitment to a human life. And I don't care if you drive a truck or you're the CEO of a world's largest company. You have children. You bring them into this world. It's your responsibility to do what's right. Now, if I'm your, your grandfather, I'm your father, and you've got children, I, I got to tell you, if I was the grandfather, apparently grandfather's deceased, but if I take a bat and slap somebody silly across the head, if that was my son and his daughter can't read cursive writing, I'd have bitch slapped the guy. And then I'd looked at her and I'd probably lost my cookie. I'd been like probably the some cartoon character and just totally freaked out because it's just, it's just... You just can't believe this stuff. At least, I literally can't believe it. But this is what our world is dealing with. So we have people who cursive. What what's cursive? Now, I tell you all this because 45 years ago, when I started working in law enforcement, I don't know if you knew this, but back in the day, you did not go to the police academy, at least not when I was around. They actually put you on the street for six months to a year to see if you were worthy. And the very first call I was tossed in on was a, a bar fight. And, you know, can the kid fight? Well, I was a keeper and I wound up going to my first academy and then came down to Wisconsin and Tampa. They sent to another academy. Just, it is what it is. Goofy times, you had to do, do goofy things. But the 
bottom line was that's how it was done. You know, back in the day, you had a fight. You didn't have little women on the job, didn't have little men on the job. You had big guys because people fought. But people could speak generally English. Oh, you had your Polacks, you had your Germans, you had your Italians, and you had to know a little bit of that. But you know what? Everybody could speak pretty much English. The people who were, were Polish and German and Italian, the, they're the old ladies who never bothered to assimilate into the, into the country. But they understood how things worked, and they weren't disrespectful. That was the one thing. They weren't disrespectful. Up north in Milwaukee, I just you didn't have people from the old country that were anti-cop or anything like that to try to hit you or beat on you. But hey, when dad went down to the bar and started eating, you know, your Dutch eggs and uh, boiled eggs and uh, fried eggs and everything, you know, going down with a uh, chaser and a beer, yeah, dad had to sometimes get a, get a thumping on the head. But the bottom line is Ebonics. As I got further into my career into the 80s, I got to the point where I could speak and understand Ebonics better than I could the King's English. And I went to school and went the whole nine yards. I've ba- I, I had to get out. I could do the heebie-sheebie-weebie, all that kind of talk. I knew I, I could talk. There was only one time in my life in the housing projects where I literally had no idea what this guy was saying. I literally had no idea what he was saying. And it was just mush mouth. He, was, he had a combination of mashed potatoes and marbles in his mouth. And I think he had lost his marbles from his head into his mouth anyways. And I have no idea what he was doing. I couldn't get close enough really to understand him because he had defecated so much on himself. But it was his apartment and he didn't appear to be drunk. I, there's no reason for me to do anything. He didn't need medical care. He was just a perpetual caller. So it is what it is, what it is. But when you have people now who Ebonics is their primary language, but we can't call it Ebonics anymore. We're just calling it graduation from high school. And I said to my wife, you know, it reminds me of the movie Idiocracy. My God, I never thought when that movie came out that I would live long enough to see the movie Idiocracy become a real thing. And unfortunately, it has been. And she said something I want to close with. She said, I can't watch that movie. I don't want to think about it because unfortunately, it's become far too real. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast, sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting. For more information about Fixed Cost Financial and Longview Forecasting, visit the website for the conglomerate of Truesdell Companies at truesdell.net or call the corporate offices for the Truesdell Companies at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. All rights reserved. Thank <laughs> you.